listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 180, where we will be discussing chapter 10 of City of Lost Souls, The Wild Hunt. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. What, what? What, what? <laughs> what, what? What, what, what? what? I know. Sorry. It's hard not to sing that. To South Park. Oh, I was looking at this and I was like, oh my gosh, 20 episodes. It'll be our 200th episode. We have to think of something cool to do for our 200th 200th episode because I think it's Mm going to fall right around our fourth anniversary. Oh my gosh. You just gave me chills. I know, right? I I had to do, I was like. I'm going to get a blanket now. I was counting back and I was like, wait, that can't be right. Is that right? Because we started in I don't February know, that's of 2020. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pre-pandemic. Yeah, that's so cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. Weird. Right? Because well, we that's... had to take a break yeah. from being in person. Yeah. And then just <laughs> never go back. <laughs> no. <Yeah. sighs> Crazy. The virtual lifestyles just got me. The audio quality sounds better, too, when we have our shit together. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it does, mm-hmm. it does. I mean, so like five times it sounded better. Well, I mean, <laughs> last week Amanda showcased her brand new mic and it was beautiful. So I think we've oh, finally, yeah. after Thank almost you. four years, figured it out. Got an upgrade. I just had to spend money. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, well, today's a humdinger, and we are running and gunning. So what do you guys, unless you guys have something to bring up, no? Mm -mm. Then let's just go ahead and kick things off with Robin's recap. Previously on Downworlder Dish. We're jumping off with a doozy as Alec is getting down to business to portray the so-called love is a love of his life by cahooting with Camille. I don't know if that's a real word, but it is now. Commingling. I like conniving. It. Cahooting is, about taking... is so much more expressive in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. I mean, it does make me think of an owl, and then it makes <laughs> me think of Tootsie Pops, and then it makes me think of the owl eating the Tootsie Pops, and then it makes me think of orange, which makes me think of Halloween. So I really like oh all of that. Oh, my God. All the roads lead to Halloween Town. Uh-huh. All <laughs> roads true. leave to Spookyville. Yeah. Yes. Halloween Town. I liked that. <sighs> okay. I'll get back on track. So he's cahooting with Camille about taking Magnus's mortality. Immortality. Sorry. In exchange for offing Raphael. Jocelyn and Izzy have successfully made their way into the heart of the Adamant City and are greeted by Sister Cleophus. The Iron Sisters' super secret runes have transformed them into sexy ancient Mediterranean goddesses, mm-hmm. with the exception of their weird proby long fingers. Turns out they do know a thing or two about what is happening with Jace, and they're calling it basically a demonic parabatai ritual. The boys can be separated, but not by using a blade that is currently in Middle Earth. They would need an angel to bestow them a blade imbued with heavenly fire. And there's some salty-ass bitches, so, like, good luck with that. Mm-hmm. Also, BT-dubs, the Iron Sisters don't have time to be concerned about one lonesome shadow hunter boy when the fate of the entire world is at stake, so they're totally going to have to report back to the clave on the information Izzy and Jocelyn just shared about Jastian. Whew. 
briefly checking in with Clace, they meet up after wine 30 and Jace convinces Clary to go out on the town because when in Venice and he's able to basically think them outside of the house. And it's weird. It's just weird. Mm hmm. Our wolfie friends gather into the Praetor headquarters and meet with Praetor Scott. The wolves at HQ are more organized and militant than Maya's used to, and she doesn't know how to feel about it. Praetor Scott is reluctant to offer aid to Maya because they don't interfere with Clave, Biz, Nass, and only care about newbie downworlders. Maya pulls out a giant I've got a guy, offering up Luke's cancel seat as a voice for the Praetor to the Clave. Scott agrees to search for a cure to Luke's wounds and sends Maya and Jordan to rest while he searches. Back at Magnus's, Simon is waking up and walking into a recap conversation about the Iron Sisters' appointment. Magnus, Alec, Izzy, and Jocelyn in tow. Magnus knows a little shortcut to their otherworld weapon debacle and brings up his plan to summon Azazel, an ousted angel who is now a ranking lieutenant of hell in charge of forging weapons. Jocelyn is absolutely, as Amanda would say, absolutely (laughs) not about that life and says that her and Little Miss Sleepyhead Clary are immediately out of there. Simon has to break the news to Jocelyn (laughs) that her daughter is MIA because she ran off with her boyfriend who's possessed by her evil reincarnated half-demon brother. Mm -hmm. And that was was the end. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Beautiful. I didn't realize how much happened in that chapter until I had to write it out shortly. Yeah, I wrote, like, the first two-thirds of my script on Monday, and then I had to come back and write the rest of it. I Mm -hmm. forgot. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. (laughs) It takes me zero time. I thought I wrote a lot more than I did. It's gone. Uh, Yeah. Okay, so... We're going to start off with Jordan and and Maya. Um, They arrive in Jordan's room, and his roommate is conveniently on a mission. So this isn't a one-bed trope. It's a two-bed situation, but the roommate's not Mm. there. Mm -mm -mm. It's like a dorm. Yeah. Yeah. I got that same vibe. Like, barracks or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. And... Honestly, like, Jordan kind of gets emo about it for a second. And he's like, he's like, yeah, maybe he won't come back at all. These missions are really dangerous. Like, what? What the fuck? I mean, I mean, I'm sure you're right, but. Chill out. I feel like living a life as a werewolf, person slash wolf, excuse me, would be dangerous in general. So, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels like silly to bring it up. Uh, so Maya's like casually taking in Jordan's personal space and comes across a few pictures. Um, one, oh, and he he like when he gets all like snappy and like he gets all emo and then he's like, oh, you should just like rest. I'm gonna take a shower and then like he runs off into the bathroom, which is an adjoining bathroom. So there's not like a a hallway back or oh, don't use that. Okay, there's not a a hallway bathroom situation that's like shared between many suites kind of a thing, which Maya even uh, notes okay, that she's okay. thankful for. And I'm like, really girl, that's weird. you're like taking a nappy nap. Calm down. You're fine. Yeah. You've never stayed at a McMinimins. <laughs> no, but that is weird. I just, I personally would not want to do that. That's one of the reasons I haven't gone there. Cause that's weird. <laughs> 
Oh, there's it's like a communal pooping at McMinimins? Yeah, like they have some of their rooms like have a thing, but like those are like the really fancy suites. But most of their rooms, it's like there's like three or four bathrooms and you go in, lock it, take a shower, do whatever, and then go back to your room. Mm-mm. Crazy. Weird. It's how like boarding houses and then like you have a, like, like a sink in your room like wash your face and mm. do all okay. that I mean how often do you think that stuff gets cleaned like it's not after every person obviously like a hotel is well neither is your bathroom if you've got people staying here it's like it's you know but it's it's the I'm kind, in there yeah it's the vibe of like the old school like inns and things I think that's why Listen, yeah I have recently learned most people pee in the shower and that is, I am judging. <laughs> <laughs> Go pee before you get in, you weirdos, okay? But when my husband drinks alcohol, he does not, he cannot handle his liquor, which is something Jace says in my part, so I think that's mm. funny. Anyway, he gets sick and he likes to take a shower while he's vomiting because it makes him feel better. So... I'm pretty sure he, like, mashes it down, okay? Sorry, Andy. Sorry, babe. Everybody knows now. What if that happens there? Because a lot of what you do there is drink. What if people are mashing it down, and what if it's a number two for some weird reason? Like, they poop in the shower? That's why your shower shoes. (laughs) It's prison. Anything anything communal is... Anything communal is prison rules, which means that you wear slides no matter what. Your (laughs) your bare feet don't touch the ground. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Y'all act like you never grew up poor and had to take a a shower in a fucking shady-ass situation. (laughs) I mean, I guess camping, but... Yeah. Yeah, shower shoes. Yeah. I I took off my shoes. I shouldn't have. You're absolutely right. You took off your shoes? Yes. Oh, my God, Amanda. You're going to get a phone When you were camping? People have to pee in there. Well, like in the shower. No. Mm, girl. No. Girl. That's, no. I, yeah. <laughs> why, why did I do that? Why would I have done that? Why am I just now realizing how gross that is? Okay, listen, the only thing I can think about in this, convert, like, whatever, context, is I didn't go to college because whatever, but I visited my friend who was in college who lived in a dorm, and they had a communal bathroom situation, too, where you had to poop mm-hmm. in the communal oh, okay. bathroom, you, the showers and everything. And 35-year-old me could do that, no problem, I don't care. But 18-year-old me would not have pooped for a year. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, or, like, great. I would have been, like, timing what hours to be able to go into the bathroom and stuff. Mm-hmm. Set and, your alarm um, for like 3 a.m. to poop. 3 a.m. You got to go poop and stuff. I just, um, I think it, it maybe it has that. Maybe the people that are staying at McMinimins went to college and so they don't think it's a big deal. Oh, that's I don't right. Know. Again, it's 3 a.m. You must be pooping. I feel like we missed, I feel like Robin picked up on a relation that we a huge blind spot that we missed because none of us went to fucking college because i'm like yeah because everybody who's ever gone to college and lived in a dorm knows what that's like and we were like yeah Yeah, fucking weird (laughs) i mean when i visited a friend in college they had a bathroom but i don't know if it had a shower now that i'm thinking about it Mm. 
Anyway, this has gone off the rails. I apologize. I just had to say. I didn't have any. all of you fighting in the shower. I didn't have any friends Listen. that went to college. I had friends that went to prison. So. Oh, this was a friend <laughs> of a friend. <laughs> like, we weren't close. It was a friend of a friend situation. I love it. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Sorry. PSA. That was a fun one. Shower shoes. PSA. Yes. yes. Shower Clearly. shoes. Clearly. Yes, even if they're just those little cheapy ones you get at the nail salon when you accidentally wear closed-toed shoes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) You gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, Okay, so so Maya's snooping while Jordan's in the bathroom, right? She's, like, trying to, like, okay, so this is his space. I'm in in his space for the first time. And she sees a few pictures, and one of which she's assuming is, like, the mysterious, um, um, the mysterious roommate Nick. Um, so she's like, okay, this dude. And then she sees another picture, which is an older picture, and it's of her and Jordan from before they became person slash wolves. Like when they were together when he was still too old for her because she was a, like a, a mid-age teen. But um, <sighs> of course, this sets Maya off on a wave of nostalgia that she rides straight into the grief of her old life and it spits her out in the bathroom stripping before she climbs into the shower with her ex. <laughs> Icky. So sidebar. I was feel like I was half listening to this part <clears throat> and suddenly I'm like, wait, Maya's in the shower. What? I don't understand. I, I thought Jordan was in the shower. And then I'm listening. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) So sidebar, we're all in agreement that this is happening because Maya is feeling alone and vulnerable and is searching for a familiar feeling of stability and belonging because her life is a total and utter chaos. Right? Okay. Like, this is 100% using sex as an unhealthy coping mechanism, yes? Like, are, are we are we seeing the same thing? Don't do this at, ki- at home, kids. Like, you'll end up with a stalker and not the fun dark romance kind either. Like, <laughs> are you guys getting the same vibe? Yes. So, yeah, so th- this whole, this whole situation... Do we, are we in agreement? Are you seeing this the same way I'm seeing Mm -hmm. this? Yep. I don't know. I have questions. (sighs) I just, um, it seems like um, Anchorman, like, oh, that escalated quickly. I mean, she ran away from him last night because things are going too fast. She saw their picture. And And then, and then in the morning she was like, oh, you just took me off guard. Everything happened so quickly. Yeah. I just want to be friends. And then, and then he, like, basically tells her, no, <laughs> I want, you know, gives her an ultimatum. And then she's like, uh, okay, let's right, get in the right. shower together. What? You know, uh, <laughs> what are we doing? Besides all of that, and, like, the shower? Come on, girl. Yes. Right. And... I don't, I can't remember. I feel like it goes more into detail next chapter, but I don't remember. But I feel like it's implied that, like, they've had sex before, uh-huh. right? I feel like, like it is implied. I, I wouldn't assume it at 16, 17, whatever. You're just like, 
yeah, my old boyfriend who I never had sex with before. I'm just going to, like, get right. in the shower with him. Like, that's not a typical, right? Like, no, that's not. Uh-huh. Come on. That's not realistic. But I feel like they have. But that just makes it even worse. Why were they having sex when she was 14? Yeah. And maybe that's just my headcanon because, again, the math is kind of wonky when it comes to Maya. But uh-huh. she was three. I don't know. Yes. The math is off with her. <laughs> Every time we talk about her, she gets yeah. a little younger, you know? I'm just kidding. <laughs> she, yeah, she gets a little bit younger every time. I don't know. I just, this whole relationship gives uh, yeah. me the heebie jeebies, and I don't fucking like it. I like this less than anything <laughs> in these books. Like, I feel like I like V-Tang more than this. Like, at least he was yes. sassy. This is just awful. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay, so back at Magnus's apartment, Jocelyn is freaking the fuck out after finding out that Clary has dipped out, um, and only Simon seems to be aware of her plans. Just like, oh, fuck. I'm going to read this little excerpt. <clears throat> so this is from Simon's point of view. He's getting yelled at by Jocelyn. He had grown up with Jocelyn as almost a second mother to him. He was used to her protectiveness of her daughter, but she had always seen him as an ally in that, someone who could stand between Clary and the dangers of the world. Okay, so they're supposed to be close from Mm -hmm. this context, right? Mm -hmm. Simon was her best friend. Jocelyn was an only, or Clary was an only child to Jocelyn's single mother. Like, that relationship is so much more close just because you're it's your only fucking person yep. that you're just revolving around constantly, right? Like mm-hmm. it just it just is that way. So but so they're supposed to be close, but Jocelyn is just like shitty at being a role yeah. model. Is that what we've decided? Or she never actually felt any motherly affection towards Simon and was just using him as a Monday shield for her repressed magical daughter. Mm. Like what is happening? <laughs> And I'm sorry, but, like, your best friend's parents are your parents. Like, that's just how it fucking works, you guys. Like, I don't make the rules, but that's how it goes. When you have a best friend like that, that you spend all of your time together, your parents are interchangeable. Absolutely. Yeah, and she's just, she's (laughs) just awful. I mean, the only time we've really felt like she was doing anything motherly was, what, last chapter when she was trying to make Izzy feel better, but she still kind of made her feel like shit right before that. So. Right. I mean, do you think it's, and do you think that with Jocelyn doing that to Izzy was because she kind of saw herself in Izzy, not necessarily because she was a child? Mm -hmm. Maybe. Like, because she can't. I I don't, you know. I feel like feel like Jocelyn has kind of been in survival mode for so long that she doesn't know how not to be selfish and self-absorbed. <laughs> like, she really does. Everything is about her. Like, this entire fight, she's just blaming everybody on her daughter. Like, her daughter's actions on everybody else. Because mm-hmm. everybody else's fucking fault. And I'm like, you raised the bitch. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> but you okay. You raised the bitch. 
So Magnus, ever the voice of reason, settles his wayward shadow hunters long enough for Simon to spill the beans. And his cover of, like, she texted me and told me she was fine, faded like a fart in the wind under even the slightest bit of scrutiny. <laughs> and Simon told them about their super secret fairy rings, which I'm like, wasn't that like the one thing you weren't supposed to like go mm-hmm. blab into people? But okay. I get that in that situation, he's like, whatever. Clary, fucking, you got to deal with this shit on your own. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I'm not going to lie for you. So Jocelyn is justifiably upset. I understand why she would be upset. Her daughter just ran away from safety to go shack up with her fugitive with a death warrant brother and her boyfriend who is bloodbound and possessed by said brother baddie. And then as soon when I wrote that line, I thought to myself, I bet there's some really good Sebastian fanfic. <laughs> and I just want you to know that I will be doing some research. <laughs> um I'm just trying to figure out the different ways that could go. And oh. I think some of it I don't want to know. I agree. I think there's plenty of it you don't want to know. <laughs> Uh-huh. Are you sorry? Sorry, that was me. I had a. Had oh, that was you. Okay. Sorry, I'm done. <laughs> I'm sure it's loud. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. I just didn't see your arms moving, so yeah. I was like, it can't be Amanda. <laughs> but no, it was. <laughs> like I mean, robot. I don't have to look. <laughs> I just know where the keys are. I can, I can have a conversation over here and still type. Well, you know, yeah. I'm sure you guys can too. <laughs> We were talking it's about that last stuff. night. We had the older kids. Oh, we had okay. our whole family was together for dinner last night. And Andy admitted he is a pecker is what he called himself because he types with his fi- like fingers. I was just like, if that's what you're going to call yourself, it's cool. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, that oh is an God. instant rage button for me. I don't want to watch you mm-hmm. figure that out or let you try it on your oh, own struggle. Uh-uh. You can do that Move on your own over. time. Not on my... You're borrowing yeah. my time. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I need to be in the driver's Your inefficiency seat inefficiency is costing me, and I'm not... I did not Yeah, yeah most of the time I just tell him to move. Uh-huh. Let me do this, please. Ah, <clears throat> oh, okay. So, she's justifiably upset, but this bitch is blaming everybody but herself for not chaining her daughter to the radiator. <laughs> Literally. And thankfully, Magnus is there to set a bitch straight. There's I'm 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 doing a couple small quotes this this episode, but it must be done. To be fair, said Magnus, I don't think anyone could could tell Clary what to do. Clary does what she wants. He looked at Jocelyn. You can't keep her in a cage. I trusted you, she snapped at Magnus. How did she get out? She made a portal? (laughs) But you said there were wards. To keep threats out, not to keep guests in. Jocelyn, your daughter isn't stupid, and she does what she thinks is right. You can't stop her. No one can stop her. She's a great deal like her mother. Look, I feel like we've all, we have a relationship in your mind that you think of, you can uh, close your eyes and imagine the person that you have this kind of relationship with, where it's like, Jocelyn is needy, right? 
and mm-hmm. she needs and she needs mm-hmm. to be the person. And she is treating people poorly, talking to them poorly, not being thankful for the things that they're doing. And everyone else mm-hmm. is just kind of like trying to appease her. Like, oh, it's mm-hmm. okay. I know you're this. I know you're that. I know you're whatever. And Magnus snapped in the way that I wish I could have so many times to those certain people. Uh-huh. I just kept the customer service face on and just dealt with it. Right. And Magnus is my hero. <laughs> yes. He is all of us. Oh, so unfortunately, Jocelyn's rage powers through and she turns on Simon again. She's like, okay, fine. I can't argue with you. I'll move to the weak one. (laughs) (laughs) And she really lets him have it, berating him for not restraining her. Bitch. Mm. And like, you've gone full off the deep end. Like Jocelyn's gone fucking off her rocker. And when it doesn't, and she's really like laying into, she's like, I can't believe you. I'm so disappointed in you. Like using all of the like harsh, like really leveraging what Simon, how Simon perceives their relationship against him. And like, it's fucked up, especially because he's like 16. (laughs) Right. Yeah. He's just a kid. Uh (laughs) Yeah. You're a grown Mm -hmm. ass woman. So when it doesn't when it doesn't look like she's like Jocelyn has any plans to stop her tirade, uh, Izzy steps in with a surprising maturity. But it's also not surprising because Izzy is the best, and I love her. And so, fucking you go, girl. She gives Jocelyn the what for, and honestly, a lot of it is the same shit that the boys have been telling her. Um, but just like a little bit more in depth, like maybe just like an extra step deeper. Um, but Jocelyn's past trauma around men, um, I think that makes it so she like tunes out their frequencies. And so like she can't <laughs> listen or think anything is true. Um, and only woman splaining can get through. So I'm going to read you what her, Izzy's, Izzy's little confrontation. Isabel stood up. Okay, that's enough. She glared at Jocelyn. It is totally and completely unfair to yell at Simon for something Clary decided to do on her own. And if Simon had tied her up for you, then what? Were you planning on keeping her tied up forever? You have to let her go eventually. And then what? You, she wouldn't trust you, Simon. Oh, she wouldn't trust Simon anymore. And she already doesn't trust you because you stole her memories. And that, if I can, if I recall was because you were trying to protect her. Maybe if you hadn't protected her so much, she would know more about what it is, what is dangerous and what isn't and be a little less secretive and reckless. <sighs> I literally out loud was like, she really, we are all Izzy and yeah. Izzy is all of us. She, that was the stand-in for the reader to scream at Jocelyn and be like, bitch. Yes. I, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. (sighs) Yeah. And Jocelyn's like, well. (laughs) She just shut right the fuck up. Like, right. And I I don't mean like a little bit. I mean like right the fuck up. She was like. Well, that's, that's gotta hurt her heart a little bit. You know, like that's how. Clary's friends perceive her. Good. Yeah, you know, like. Well, and the thing is, it's like that. 
Izzy feels that way because that's how Clary's explains the situation to her. So then she knows that's how Clary mm-hmm. feels also. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So <laughs> Jocelyn's like, um, all right, I see when I'm not wanted somewhere. <laughs> Um, she's like, I'm going to go to the station and (laughs) check on my boo. (laughs) And she demands that Simon update her every 24 hours about her daughter's like safety. Um, and she's, if she, if he like misses an appointment, she's going to go to the clave. And I'm like, yeah, right. Like they'd be like, just great. Three birds, one stone, Uh kill the bitch too. Like, you know that. Uh They'd be like, oh, you mean she betrayed the clave to go, uh, gallivant with this wanted fugitive? Well, and awesome. Clary is reckless in general. Yeah. So if the Claves stop them, she'd be like, no, don't yeah. hurt him. He's whatever. But she's not going to play around like she was kidnapped okay. or something like that. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Okay, cool. Okay, so we're all recording? Yes? Continued or? Yeah, okay, cool. Nope, that's totally fine. Um. Okay. Okay, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so speaking of the lovebirds, um, <laughs> let's pop on over to Venice, baby. Um, I totally missed the connection when I read Red Scrolls that Jace and Sebastian were there, I guess, immediately after in the timeline. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that they were in Venice. Anywho, Clary and her captor share a wonderful day wandering around the canals and exploring the tastes of the city. Um, it's also wonderful. She almost forgets the reason she's Ugh. there in the first place. Like, spying <laughs> hello priorities. <sighs> she's just getting whisked away. Well, that Stockholm syndrome is just kicking in. So Definitely. Clary's doing a, a shit job at recon. Really, just truly a <laughs> despicable job. She hasn't done any, she hasn't asked any questions at all. Um, she keeps getting distracted by the beautiful architecture and all that jazz. I mean, I can't say that I blame her. No, but like, yeah, she's no Uma Thurman. No, right? <laughs> like, right. No, she's not, not Kill Bill in it. What? Like, Kill Bill? <laughs> So when it's time for dinner, Jace creepily leads her away from the crowds. And like, I'm assuming that, that, that he does so without saying anything because there's no dialogue. And in my head, Mm -hmm. he's got that like cyborg, like canny lack of humanity situation where you're like, he's a synth. Something's not right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So let's just keep following. There's something about your vibe. Yeah. And not Um, ask any questions. Yeah, so I just imagine it being, like, completely silent, and he's just, like, leading her over a bridge, around the back of some old church, down ancient moss-covered steps, to the water of, like, the canal. And I'm like, have you never heard of, like, any urban legend? (laughs) (laughs) I would be asking so many questions at this point, like... I would have it's gone Clary a whole too. list of them. Just right. ask all your questions, boo. Not Clary, though. No, 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 no. I guess that's more of a she... Tessa thing, isn't it? But still. Yeah. She remains silent as he leads her to the water. And then splash, up pops a whole ass mermaid. But with, like, the razor teeth, uh-huh. like the HP ones. Like, not weird, like, 
Disney mm-hmm. princess mermaids. Oh, okay. Okay. But I like, didn't even... <clears throat> why are there mermaids in Harry Potter? You guys, that is so There's great. There's centaurs and why? stuff. It's magic, girl. <laughs> There's werewolves. Person slash wolves. Yeah. Oh, my, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's yeah. the fucking wizarding world, bro. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, fair. And they're okay, more fair. like selkie fairy mermaids. Not like... Mm-hmm. Ariel. There's this guy yeah. on this What's season the of The Challenge. Okay. And he, I know it's, it's a it's a um, competition People sort still of watch that Big Brothery show. Okay. It's okay. Oh, I'm so into it, so into it. Um, but but the challenge isn't that like old real world and old rose road rules people. Yeah, so like most of those people have fallen off for the most part because <laughs> um they're old, you know. So there's a couple right. of them that are still there, but they're in their 40s, and so they're like, oh, we're the legends, whatever. But so now they they pull them from shows like Survivor and Big Brother and people that are known already that already kind of have they, a family. They don't even go. In, they're ex. They're outsourcing their fucking yeah. candidates now. Yes. MTV. No, no, no. It's not on MTV anymore. It's on CBS. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. I feel like they they still call it MTV's The Challenge, but yeah, it's on CBS. Yeah. Anyway, there is a guy. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, yeah. You're telling a story. No, I'm just like completely going off on this. This guy just looks like a fairy. That's it. His ears are like almost (laughs) pointed, and I'm like. He is not a human. And I feel like that lady on TikTok, that guy is not real. <laughs> anyway, that was all. That was my story. I'm going to have to find a picture for you guys so you can see his head. You're like, let me see your dick. If it's huge, I know you're a fairy. Yeah. Do they have huge wieners? <laughs> is that a thing? Akatar, Akatar. <laughs> okay, 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 fair. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. The challenge. As always, this escalated quickly. <clears throat> no, you know what I want. If okay, you guys, I just realized it's my part, so you guys are waiting for me, but I'm still gonna show you this guy's picture. <sighs> I apologize. I still, I still have an idea. I think this is a golden idea. MTV should be bringing if they need younger people, bring in some teen mom bitches. Bring in some next. One bitches. of them is me. Really, one of them is a teen. Da- it's one of the dads from Teen Mom. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. I want to see that. I want to see Amber oh, on one of those. Canceled, shows. bro. Just getting dude. her ass whooped. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sure. She- I I know nothing, but I, I, she wasn't. She didn't seem like the epitome of the nicest person in the world. Um. Right. Okay. Well. Um. Anyway, everybody, go look for the person. I can't think of his name because I've never seen him before. <laughs> he's from a show I didn't watch. Like, I'm not a super huge Survivor fan, so maybe that was where he's from. I also like that. Anyway, I um. I'll find his was picture. Like, you watch that, and I watch like old 90s cartoons adult animated sitcoms so i have no room to talk <laughs> yeah. uh are you talking about oh, no that looks cool the new gargoyles looks cool but i <gasps> you've seen never seen wait wait like, did, the, OG the OG gargoyles? Gargoyles? yeah obviously we've seen that um okay, okay good. but like Futurama obviously. got rebooted, so I've been obviously. catching I, those out. Watched all the King of the Hills. What do we do in the shadows? Mm. That's my jam. Mm-hmm. 
I don't like watching drama. Yeah. yeah. Or anything like with people mm-hmm. arguing and all that stuff. Just not into it. Oh. Unless it's 90 Day Fiance. That is my. It's my jam. Caveat. That is my. Uh-huh. I'm sure someday we'll get a, some, someone from uh-huh. 90 Day Fiance on yeah. the channel. I'm breaking the rules sure. with that one. That's about. That's where I like the juicy goss is 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. There's some a couple guys from like the Amazing Race, which I also watch. So you know, I like to watch Bake it. Off. Okay, like, listen. If I'm watching reality show. Yeah, that's okay. Sorry, that's a good one. Nobody cares. Okay. No, it's um. Speaking of Bake Off, I was watching it a couple years ago when Lincoln was getting he had therapy in my house during like COVID and stuff. And his therapist was, um, I don't know, probably like a 22, 23-year-old young dude, obviously. And one day, I had the show on in the background because Lincoln was in therapy. So while I'm working, I had it on in the background. And he's like, I can't watch this. I'm not up to date yet. And I'm like, you watch the show? (laughs) Absolutely, girl. Yeah, he was super into it. (laughs) Okay, so... Jace explains to Clary that that was a mermaid because who the hell would know what that is with those creepy looking teeth? Fucking weird. I feel mm-hmm. like it needs to be a Disney mermaid. So that's headcanon. <laughs> Sorry, no teeth. Wait, she has like teeth. you anyway, want her to have like Renee. Digging myself in deeper. <laughs> <laughs> no, like a grown up adult in with yeah, oh. baby teeth and a grown up adult. So weird. Oh. Okay, so he tells her that apparently there are old families of mermaids that have lived in Venice for a long time. Which is bananas because they, like, prefer, like, they they thrive in, like, the middle of the ocean sort of thing. Which I feel like he did say in freshwater, too, which I'm like, that's not the ocean. But when they're in Venice and closer (laughs) to the shore like that, they eat garbage. (laughs) just weird like i feel like we need more than a paragraph about these uh-huh. mermaids because that's weird i am interested tell me more i want to know mm-hmm. we don't get it though so me too so jace sort of changes the subject like I, I don't know and he tells clary that the city is slowly sinking and it will be submerged within 100 years and i'm like are you guessing or did you actually like let's watch the news or read a book because it doesn't feel like mm-hmm. something he would do so I feel like he's just telling her his opinion at this point. <laughs> and the conversation gets a little weird. And Cleary suggests that maybe he's feeling a little bit tipsy from their lunch wine. And he's like, uh, no, no, I can handle my liquor. And I'm like, my love, that was just a couple glasses of wine. <laughs> That's not handling a mm-hmm. bottle of Jack chasing it. <laughs> From the bottle of Coke. Okay? That's You're not the same sweet thing. sweet summer child. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they finally get to uh, the restaurant. And it's fucking beautiful, as you can imagine. I just imagine everything there is. And Clary is exhausted. She's struggling to stay awake. And um, for entertainment. So she, I don't know. They kind of go back and forth. And she's like, I think I have jet lag. Whatever. And... Anyway, for entertainment, Jace recites the deadly sins, but he includes irony. And Cody was like, mm, uh, I, I don't think that. I don't think so. 
It's lust. Because, like, yeah. can you I count? I think you got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he left off lust and added irony. And, and uh, uh, she's like, yeah, it's lust. And he adds, and spanking. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, stop it. You're a literal child. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't even know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like you heard, you heard someone on the street saying that one day, or in a movie that you got to watch when you were young, and like you just remember it because you don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, <laughs> Clary is sitting there admiring Jace's beauty because, of course, she is, and she's wondering if there's any way to get through to like this like he, he feels a little mm-hmm. creepy right is that just me like we have some jace but he also feels very creepy and mm-hmm. so she's wondering if she can get through to him like the real him and while she's daydreaming he's like holding her hand and notices the fairy ring and um this i know this is like a book so obviously it wasn't just like on the fly she came up with this but It was a very good, like, I can't believe she came up with that when she said it. So she tells him that it was, he's like, where'd you get this? And he said that, she said that it was Izzy's ring that Meliorn had given her. And since they broke up, Izzy was, like, getting rid of all the stuff he'd given her. And so Clary thought it was pretty, and so she took it. What a good idea. Hmm. Brilliant. Even then, it just seems (sighs) weird that she would wear another man's jewelry, though. Uh-huh. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Because that is it doesn't fair. seem like so like. But what the fuck Kristen else was she going to say? It wouldn't seem weird because Kristen wears rings every day. She's a ring girl. She, oh, you know what I mean? But it Clary's mm-hmm. never. That's fair. She's, yeah. Uh-huh. She's not like other girls. And she doesn't like girl stuff. Right. So it's weird for her to just say she wants to wear a pretty. Yeah. She's like, this doesn't this doesn't go with my pick me uh-huh. vibe, but Well, and to me it also it's a little strange because they were on display yeah. in the institute, right? And he literally lived there and studied in the library where they were on display. I'm surprised he didn't recognize it. Unless it just looks like a standard ring and this one just happens I, to have I magical mean, powers. I feel like Ooh. they need to be mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they have to have or like some sort of insignia or something, or something on them. He yeah, mm-hmm. he for sure, if he knew that she was in the library when uh-huh. they went into the library. On the upper shelf where they were. Like, yeah, he right? knows. Why is he not putting that together? He, know, he knows. He, he knows. knows. He knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so then he asks about the Morgan Stern ring. And she opts to tell him the truth this time. So she tells him she gave it to Magnus to try to track him. And Magnus, or Jace says Magnus's name in, like, a weird way. And, like, it to me, it's, like, he's, it's, the name sounded familiar. And so he was trying to, like, pinpoint the way. He's, like, Magnus. Like, huh. Okay. Sort of thing. Like, he's trying to, so does he not remember him? Like, mm-hmm. we're still kind of learning, obviously, about this whole. How deep is your bro? So it's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. So he asks her um, if she is happy with her decision to come with him. And, you know, she's like, "Uh, yeah, duh, because I'm with you. Plus, like, traveling is pretty cool. It's the bee's knees. Never been anywhere except Alicante. So this is, like, neato. 
And Jace turns into Aladdin for a second, and he's like, <gasps> I can show you the world. That was beautiful. He doesn't keep going. That was it. But he's like, yes, stick with me, girl. We'll see it all. And mm-hmm. so then he asks if there's anything specific she's wanted to see. Like, you know, can I take you anywhere cool? Maybe I can put it in the suggestion <laughs> box at the condo. And <laughs> maybe we can go there. And so <laughs> she is just like, I don't get it. But she asks if the condo can go to Idris. What? I think this is her trying to recon. This is, That's her like trying to recon that- right there. Uh, yeah, Obvious this is her much? trying to like. Yeah, yeah, she's not okay, good listen, at it. <laughs> this is not important, but I don't want to get away too far away from this to ask you this question. Okay, so when okay. they went out to go explore Venice, Jace was basically the way it sounded was he was just like outside, and then they were outside, right? Like he just thought about what it was doing. So do you think after a long mm-hmm. day of walking mm-hmm. around on like cobblestones and sightseeing and all that stuff and Clary's exhausted, like, is he like, she doesn't have to walk back home. Or like if you had to poop and you right. were out, could you just like pop back into your condo to poop and then pop back out to where you were? Like conjure your, your fifth yeah, dimensional anywhere you want. space. Yeah. Or whatever. So you yeah. actually have to like, you don't have space. to Uber back home. I don't know. You have to figure out the actual part about it you just go you're like yeah right. we're here because i want one if that's the i case. wonder if like warlocks can just send their poop away yeah well i i wonder because the the only like this is very like it's a this world is a very um vague mm-hmm. like uh, a mm-hmm. magical system right like it's not a, a, a rigid i can't it's soft, a uh, soft magic uh-huh. world building versus hard magic. So we don't know exactly right. okay. how everything works, right? <clears throat> but one of the things that they've mentioned multiple times throughout, you know, the different series is, is uh, as like a, a a key factor in the magic of the world or whatever uh-huh. are ley lines. So I'm wondering, I can't remember because it's been so long since I read it, but I, I'm wondering if that has anything to do with it. Or if you're right, that it's just kind of like a space that can be conjured, kind of like Clary's uh-huh. magic. Because it's of in like a pocket. So it's mm-hmm. in a pocket dimension on it. So I don't think that, like. Right. I don't think the house is moving. The accent point would be the same. Right. right. You don't have to go stand on a circle or on a specific cobblestone yeah. to go back in. Mm. Uh-huh. Something's I think, moving I all think... the time. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because you could go anywhere. It's got to have that same Except sort of like. Interesting. Quote magic no. that like the Silent Brothers have, where it's like it's the same place, but there's entrances everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, and okay. like it doesn't like mm-hmm. that. Would does she have to walk back to an entrance to get in to like how you came in? Where you came in, that's where you have to go out, or can mm-hmm. she? They just go pop in and out mm-hmm. when you gotta take a poo or whatever. Right. I don't know. Yeah, you just gotta find a public restroom. I want to know it's not my jam (sighs) well anyway like I said he said no about Idris Um, apparently it doesn't like go through the wards or something I don't know but then (laughs) in my head I'm just like she he's like ah ah, you almost got me you almost got me I see what you did there (laughs) 
almost tricked me into turning myself in. <laughs> Let's just mm-hmm. go to Idris. That's where I'd like to visit. The only place I literally just told you I've ever been. <laughs> yep. Just want to go back for to reminisce. Yeah. So anyway, she can't believe the moment that they're currently in. Like, she's in Italy. Oh, my God. Her amazingly hot boyfriend. Underage drinking. She doesn't say that, but that's... I'm adding that because it's a positive. Wait, it's it's happening. <laughs> anyway. It's happening. <laughs> she's eating delicious food. She should completely, by all means, be <laughs> scrapbooking this. But... Mm. Instead, she's just like sort of happy, you know, uh, because Jace is being weird, which. Right. Yes, I agree. Mm. I understand. It's a little off. So we jump back over to Maya and Jordan. And now, right, the last time we saw them, they were in the shower together. Is that where we left Mm -hmm. them? Yeah, they're they're cuddling in Jordan's twin bed now. And they're very getting very like YA romantic up in here. Like, oh, I missed your hair. I missed your eyes. I missed your elbow. Just kidding. It doesn't Uh say elbow, but you know, you get it. All the weird body parts. And she eventually apologizes for snapping at him um, over his offer to pay for tuition to Stanford. And she's like, it was just like totally and completely overwhelming. You know, you know what I mean? (laughs) And he's like, I know that you are Miss Independent, like totes my goats. I just wanted to do something nice for you. Um, Because I couldn't just start by being your friend and helping you to trust me again so that we could have a healthy and mature relationship. I need this shit to happen right now. So I am jumping all in on my gift giving, you know, like these are all my skills. Can you say love bomb, baby? Love bomb, baby, love bomb. He just pushes the chips and he's like, I'm all in. (coughs) All my money. For real, dude. Can you imagine how expensive Stanford Uh is? Like, come on. I'm paying for my kid to go to community college and that's stressful. Okay? Like... (laughs) Anyway, she admits that she had never stopped loving him And things start to get hot and heavy again when someone bangs on the door yelling for Jordan. They're like, Jordan! Anyway, (laughs) Brader Scott wants to see uh, What's up? That old commercial. Oh. (laughs) I was thinking like, Adrian! Sorry. Real quick, just in case you were wondering, um, the average Mm. cost of a, a oh, year of tuition you. and fees at Stanford is $57,000. Okay, that's less than I thought it would be. So for a four-year standard under, undergraduate degree, you're looking at $230,000. Mm. Yeah. God, it's insane. Like, Cassie wants to switch to Oregon's U- or University of Oregon. God, I always mix mm-hmm. those two up. Anyway, after her first two years. And I'm like, it's $40,000 a year, Good luck girl. with that. May the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> Let's have a bigger conversation here. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Hope you win the fucking lottery, kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then we jump over to Simon and Magnus. And I don't know why. Like, normally I don't like all this jumping around. But for some reason in this, I do. I don't know why. Like, okay, cool. We got a little piece Mm -hmm. of them. Let's go see what everybody else is doing. I'm into it. So um, 
Simon at Magnus's he um, notices Chairman Meow doesn't seem to be like super afraid of him like other animals have been since he's become a vampire. And um, I don't know, like I'm super happy for Simon in this moment because he's actually able to drink coffee. Like he's not vomiting it up. He was able to keep coffee down. And how many times I would just reach for a coffee and forget and make myself sick if I became a vampire <laughs> would be hilarious. You guys would be like, you did it again? <laughs> Your and he's got a cat, like the coolest cat. I feel like. Too. Things were shitty, but you know, <laughs> yeah, this is a he's a morning. very cool cat. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, he's helping Magnus prepare for his upcoming demon raising session, and just needed some rest and a cup of coffee. When Magnus notices the weird way the cat is sleeping, because he's sleeping with like all four legs in the air, and asks what Simon did to him. <laughs> All I can think of. That's so funny. And in my opinion, it's He's a fair like question. Filch. Okay. That's all I can think of. My cat. <laughs> so Magnus do? goes on asking if Simon drank Chairman Meow's blood. <laughs> like that's his go-to. He's accusing him of lying or already being full when Magnus ordered pizza because Simon said he didn't want anything. So, like, is that why you didn't want anything? Because you drank my cat's blood? And he's like, bro, I can't eat pizza. And your cat is fine. And Magnus gives up on trying to blame Simon for shit. <laughs> and he's like, all right, fine, fine. The cat's fine. Whatever. It's time for a summoning. Okay? It's a good change of subject. <laughs> and then that's it. We jump back over to Maya and Jordan. So, like, mm-hmm. that was a little quick. Okay, I know I said I like that, but that was fast. So they go get down to Prater Scott's office and he gives them a box. He actually gives it to Jordan and tells him the inside is a salve that will filter the poison out of Luke's blood. And um, it's going to take like a few days to work him work itself out, but it should work fine. And Maya got excited because she remembered that they were there for a reason <laughs> and not just to get her freak on. <laughs> And so Jordan says that Maya can take it since she's part of the pack. And obviously Luke, the pack would trust her. And um, the Praetor Scott is just, he's completely blown away. He's aghast, if you will. And he's like, are you saying they don't trust the Praetor? <laughs> I feel like his fingertips are on his heart right now. Like he's just like. <gasps> like he suddenly transformed <laughs> until he has like a cat. What is Maya that called? Maya chimes like Captain or whatever those are. Like a house coat, like but like the fancy ones that I want. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, the the fancy moomoos. Yeah, yes. Yeah, and then his hands. Mm-hmm. Yes, they they look. Yes. They're they're like made of linen, and they they look like something a rich woman who who like got her her house in the Hamptons from mm-hmm. her divorce like third husband would wear one of the, like yeah. or you know depending on your yes. climate. I want one. Yes. Well, would you have fur on it? The, the caftan is for the day, so that's for like the beach wear, right? Okay. And then the the silk and the with the fur and then the heels, that's for at night when she drinks that her wine and feels like rolls around in the money that you know she has from her dead husband. <laughs> like a cat, <laughs> just on catnip. It's money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like, I earned every bit of this. That motherfucker deserved what was coming yeah, to him. Absolutely. All of them do. <laughs> 
chimes in, you know, because it worked so well last time when she spoke up to the, the Praetor, saying that half the pack believe that the Praetor is a fairy tale. Like, not everybody believes you guys are even real. But Scott's annoyance mm-hmm. doesn't, he doesn't get the opportunity to, like, be annoyed with her for very long because he gets a call. And he doesn't ask them to leave, which I think is funny because I feel like the reason they're there is resolved now. Like, they got the, the so whatever, they should just go when he takes a phone call, but they just awkwardly stand there and wait, I guess. And when he hangs up, he tells Jordan, like, oh, I'm glad you're here. Perfect timing um, because this call happens to, like, concern you. And a moment later, a shimmery figure starts to appear in front of them. And I don't know why we needed this description since we all know who it is, but I'm going to give up the description that we have. And it's from Maya's perspective. It's a young boy with dark, short, dark hair. And, quote, he looked slight and ethereal like a choir boy, but there was something in his eyes that made him seem much older than that. Mm-hmm. We know he's older mm-hmm. than that. Why did you need to say that? It's just that was weird Bet. to me unnecessary i don't like i don't i don't like it (laughs) right exactly i don't don't know why i felt like that was needed but you guys got it you get it it's in your brain now (sighs) i just don't like the way that they like i get it i get he's young Please stop mm-hmm. reminding I know. me that he's a little boy. The only like, <laughs> Raphael that exists for me I hate it. is the one in the TV series. And you yes. can't take that away from me. I haven't even seen him yet, but yes. Uh-huh. You, and you, you can't take it away man. from me. And every time you remind me of this, I have to tamper it down into my belly. In the gut. And I don't want to do that. Right. So I need you to right. stop. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not you. Yes. Okay. Specifically. In general. I know. Yeah. In general. Okay. So. Because that's how I have to start. Maya's like, ooh, Raphael, I know him. Which <laughs> kind of blows the socks off. Santa. Peter Scott. Yeah. He's like, Santa, I know him. Um, and like, Raphael is such a moody bitch. And instantly, like, because she's like, she says she knows him, and he's like, yeah, we met one time in Brossland Wood. She's friends with the Daylighter Simon. Like, she's not my friend. Like, I met her once. Don't rope me in with her. And who the fuck is he saying Brossland Wood? Is he Winnie the Pooh? Like, just say Brossland Forest like everyone else, bro. Uh-huh. The Hundred Acre Woods. Mm-hmm. Yes. Agreed. Tigger was there. Piglet was there. <laughs> they were in Boston Woods. <laughs> anyway, the mention of Simon is, like, that's what has Prater Scott calling Jordan to attention. Like, I know this has to do with you. Simon's mm. your charge. This is why you're here. And Raphael is like, no, I'm not here to talk about Simon. Which, what are you doing, Prater Scott? Whatever. Um, Raphael is having trouble with Maureen, who is officially a rogue vampire now. (laughs) You think? (laughs) Everything in vampire media has told us that baby vampires are Mm -hmm. bad news bears. (laughs) 
Well, and Maya's like, she's only 13 years old. Like, she's she's a baby. And Raphael's quick to shut her down. And she, he's like, mm-hmm. age doesn't have anything to do with it, okay? And he quote, this is his quote. Yeah, exactly. Because he was 14. Not that he, I, not, I don't know. Anyway, this is Stupid. what he says about it. A rogue vampire is a rogue vampire, said Raphael. And Maureen has been quite... Oh, sorry. And Maureen has been cutting quite a swath for herself through Tribeca and the Lower East Side. Multiple injured and at least six kills. We've managed to cover them up, but ellipses. Six kills? Number one, he's got her sounded like a freaking, like, war vet, okay? Like, those are the, he's he's doing her Call of Duty (laughs) stats over here. It's kind of like, but it's, it's. Six Amazing. kills? Damn, girl. And she's wearing, like, kawaii. Like, <laughs> she's hungry. Raver, candy goth, fashion. Just MDK. 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 Uh, like, I understand that she uh-huh. is doing a bad thing. But she's fucking, like, literally. She's killing it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Agreed. It's like it's yeah. giving Voltori. Okay, <laughs> yeah, she is real. like she's like I am going to be yes. evil. Yes, I am going to come up and <clears throat> walk through the mist like we're in Forks, Washington, in like a broken down yes. dam or facility, if you will. And I'm just going to start taking motherfuckers out, <laughs> and it's going to be epic, huh? But I'll teach them. Indeed. That'll teach them. Yes. That'll teach How them. How dare you breathe. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like to imagine her like, like she gets like a new, a new bracelet. Yes. Every, every time she gets a kill or something. Like well, and like. Uh, <laughs> like a friendship like bracelet. The, the, the yes. colored ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Like the bracelets you wore all throughout high school that like. literally wrist to elbow but here's the question if she was like only drinking the blood of people that are like evil corporate greed ruining the environment would she be a heroine i i I mean i just see nothing wrong with that She has like the top the the top ten CO two emissions list, and she's like, uh-huh. "I'm gonna get to work." She's like, "Greta, take notes." <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Prater Scott says that some person slash wolf named Nick is responsible for Maureen, but he's been in a real pickle trying to track her down, and it may be time to bring in someone with more experience. And Raphael urges them to do what they can mm. since the shadow hunters are like wrapped up in their own debacle. And besides, after everything that happened with Camille, he doesn't really want them involved anyway. Like, it's just not the jam. And uh-huh. Jordan ponders aloud if Camille's disappearance could be connected with Maureen, with Maureen since she was doing Camille's bidding the night that Jace went AWOL. And Raphael totally hates Camille, but he knows that she wouldn't be keeping, like, if. So, like, if Maureen was with Camille, Camille would be keeping her on a tight leash. Like, if they're in cahoots, she's going to have her under control. Uh Like, Camille doesn't want all that unwanted attention. Maureen's actions are screaming vampire Ron Farrell. Like, she's 
clanless. She's by herself. She doesn't have anybody to teach her the ropes about being a new vampire. Your fucking Praetor people are totally dropping the ball. This is an issue. And Jordan does a, a wraparound. Wraparound. <laughs> And he takes a note from his HR manager and he's just going to circle back. I want to circle back to Peter Scott's comments earlier and the meeting about Nick needing backup. Because, um, you know, I'm assuming this Nick is his roommate that's not there. And. Um, mm-hmm. Right. There can't possibly yeah, be another werewolf Nick. No. Nick. It's not. That's not how these books work. And Prater Scott's Mm -mm. like, um, aren't you, like, supposed to be paying a closer attention to, like, your charge? Like, Simon? Like, shouldn't you, like, you're you're bringing stuff up, but, like, you should have paid more attention to Simon. And Jordan's like, no, no, no. He quickly reminds him that Simon Mm -hmm. wasn't the vampire responsible for turning Maureen. He just bit her, drained a little bit of her blood. Shit happens. You gotta crack some eggs to make an omelet, but like he didn't turn her. And <laughs> yeah, like she she was walking a little funny when she, she got into fine. the cab, but she was yeah. still walking. She was like, "I'm a little low on blood. Uh-huh. I might need a cookie." Like, <laughs> yeah, let's send the 13 year old yes. in a cab when it's she's fine. vulnerable mm-hmm. and everything. Dude. Good job, Jordan. And um, Prater Scott, comma HBIC. That is his official title. Knows. He knows that Simon didn't turn her. But lest we not forget, obviously, that he Mm -hmm. bit her. And the entire reason that Maureen was turned was because of her connection to Simon. Like, she wasn't a random attack off the streets that they, like, they picked her for a reason to use her her in the whole Lilith Mm -hmm. thing. I'm just singing regulators in my head now because of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Malice>. Sorry. <laughs> um, and Raphael jumps at the bit to join in on a good Simon bashing. Okay. He's not going to miss that opportunity. He's placing himself in line just behind Amanda. Okay. That's where he's at. Except you did in? like say that you felt happy for him. Uh-huh. I was happy for him so for getting maybe to drink Raphael coffee. is in front of it's you true. now. Maybe he is the line leader. You guys have changed classroom jobs. He is now the line leader. Yeah, I mean, I'd prefer him to be behind me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. But it's fine. Mm. And anyway, <laughs> Raphael is like, <laughs> yeah, that Simon kid, he's dangerous. And Maya's like, no. She's going to chime in. She's defends her old flame. Like she even he's like, he has a good heart. Okay. He's a good hearted vampy boy. And it kind of like Jordan gives her a little bit of like a side eye when she starts defending Simon. And she's like, oh, it happened so fast. Maybe I I, maybe it wasn't bombastic side eye, but it totally was. Don't do that. Girl, don't do that. Mm hmm. And so mm-hmm. as Maya's talking about Simon, Raphael legitimately says, yap, 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 which I think is also funny because that's kind of like, <laughs> I feel like that's how he would say a dog barks on top of it. Like you're yapping dog. So like mm-hmm. it was uh-huh. just like he is, I don't know. 
in a room full in a room of full of werewolves. Yes, and mm-hmm. I know we say Alec, queen, king of salt, yes. but like, mm, I don't know. Mm. There is there was no one saltier than Grumpy Cat Raphael. Yeah, yeah. No, and not a it's damn person. My favorite. Mm-hmm. And I do realize yeah. <laughs> that I don't like it when other people are like, he's funny when he's salty. He's not like Jocelyn's just angry. Like we need, you gotta, you gotta mix it in. Right. Correctly. Uh-huh. He has got pizzazz. Wit. His, mm-hmm. his insults have. Pizz- he's got fingers. the Riz. I, I do like Riz too. He's, yeah, he's got Riz. Although I said he's got the Riz, which is 100% not how you're supposed to say it. That is an old boomer way to say it. So he basically, (sighs) Raphael, yap, 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 calls attention to the room and he is like, listen, okay? Are your listening ears on? Good. I trusted you bitches to do your damn job since it's so important to you. But you're like fucking up big time, which reflects badly on me. So if you don't get your shit together, and I mean soon, I'm going to call up every single last one of the vampires at my disposal and do what you can't. Because in the end, Maureen is ours to kill. And then he just drops the mic and walks away. Like, just disappears. Disappears. That is so cool. He seems, I feel like he's the only one we've seen so far that's done. Uh-huh. And the, I um, projection. I didn't. And I just. I don't that's know if his he style. Just disappears. Um, because I didn't write that in here. But that's what happened in my brain. So that's what I'm telling you. I think you're right. I think it's like the transition in PowerPoint <laughs> where it just like <laughs> fades, <laughs> like the little <laughs> pixels. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, give me a minute. I, or ask your sister to help you. Okay. So, we are back to our Starcross lovers. Which I feel like is on brand, because doesn't that, like, play take place in that general vicinity? Yeah. Yeah. Verona. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, it's Italy. Mm. I don't know uh-huh. why I thought you were talking about Jordan and Maya for some reason, and I was really confused. So... <laughs> walk back to like the apartment like area like they're leaving they're getting ready to go back and um it's after their food and we have to get the obligatory metaphor about the water looking like glass it's in the contract and jace is just wild Uh okay so he decides like impulsively to walk up to a canal boat casually steal it by using his stallet to, like, cut the mooring. And then he jumps in the boat as it starts floating away, and he calls out to Clary to join him. And her initial reaction is to give it the big old note. Not because it's illegal and mm-hmm. just an all-around kind of dickhead move. It's because it looks small and rickety, and she's afraid that she's, like, her giant body is going to capsize it. Uh-huh. Definitely. <clears throat> And Jace yeah. calls out, and he's like, remember your Shadow Hunter training. 
young Padwan. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, he moves himself into, like, an even more precarious position inside this boat. Like, and I'm pretty sure it's just to flex. Like, look, look what I can do. Like, like the Stuart sketch from Mad TV. That's what he's doing. (laughs) And Clary has to wax poetic about how Jay's just looks like he could have been like a renaissance prince because he's like blonde and haughty and like on a boat and there's nothing behind him but water so there's no like new stuff so he just looks really like oh my god surprised she didn't talk about how she wanted to paint him and like any immature teenage boyfriend jace keeps egging her on even though she's uncomfortable Telling her that she's as light as she wants to be. Like, you're as light as you want to be. Just come jump into the boat. And I feel like that's akin to me telling myself to think skinny thoughts when I try to squeeze between two objects. But mine is objectively (laughs) funny and his is just an asshole move. So there's that. Mm -hmm. I think... I think that there's another layer to this. And I think it has to do with their magic angel blood because he was able to jump 60 feet straight in the air Mm -hmm. out of the Malachi configuration. So I think he's trying to tell her that like, if you just basically believe that you can, you're kind of magic. Right. I think there might be a little bit of that. Like we're fucking special. (laughs) We're not like other people. (laughs) She already has one complex that she's not like others so it's hard to add a second one but she should try (laughs) if you just dig in you will be you gotta juggle your issues like everybody else come on (sighs) yeah i mean you're you're probably right this is just annoying to me because i've always i'm the person that always tries to get egged into a situation that i know was bad news bears but i use better judgment this this situation is like very stressful and this is the kind of thing that like I would end up killing us because if you don't give me enough time to prepare and I have to like panic like the boat Mm -hmm. is flowing like going away every second it's getting further and I better jump now like you're gonna Mm -hmm. die and I'm gonna fucking drown you like it's gonna happen because mistakes will be made when we do not have ample time I'm a planner (laughs) even if I did it I want to write it down so I can cross it off we've talked about this yep Yes, that's me. Okay, absolutely. So, Clary, like, Jace is egging and kind of praise or whatever. Is she's like, oh my God, he's right. And then she sings that Lotto song. She's like, man, my man. Thank you to my man. And she jumps into the wibbly wobbly <laughs> boat. And Jace, like, jumps down into the bottom of the boat that, by the way, is leaky. There's, like, water, standing water in the bottom of the mm. boat. And she hangs out somewhere on the boat, maybe the seat, I don't know, where she is nine inches taller than she was before. And how do you know that, I might ask? It's because we have that much detail about him being nine inches taller than Clary, and now their heads are level with each other, okay? That was important information. Mm. We don't need to know more about this pocket dimension house, but we need to know. Nope. No, it is unnecessary. Fully unnecessary. And so Jace asks her where they should go. Like, where where, where to, ma'am? And Clary is like, okay, does this mean that we're stealing the boat then? And they have a trademark pending Jace conversation 
I don't know what else to call it about like taking the boat and like what stealing is or whatever. And it ends up like he is just calling it an extreme case of window shopping. I feel like he is the wish Will Herondale. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that I thought that until you said it. (laughs) That took me a second to know what you meant. It doesn't hit the same. Okay. You got to balance out Uh the charm and the the sarcasm and the remarks and that you got to balance it. He doesn't have a balance yet. He's still, he's too young. I don't know. Nope. Well, I guess Will was the same age. I don't know. He just, it's not. Well, he's par- he uh-huh. he's like possessed right now. Yeah. I still don't believe Jace is fully no, Jace yeah, right no, now. No, 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 no. Yeah, okay. not in this moment. I think he's. So maybe, yeah, maybe Sebastian this is, just is the wish. Will Herondale. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, because he's he just he doesn't have the balance right now. Exactly where it's you know you gotta. Anyway, mm-hmm. he. Calls it an extreme case of window shopping. And then he, pose her closer, Tony Danza. And I guess Cleary trips and slips. And her mane, not like other girls' clumsy charm, shines its light. And she ends up on the bottom of mm-hmm. the boat, but on top of Jace. And she is clumsy. Of course. So, Yes. So is he in the water? The standing like, water. In the the boat, water yes. th- that's in the boat? And Jace yes. tells okay. her that her fiery passion knocked him down. And she calls BS because um, there's no way he would have gone down unless he, like, he wanted to. Because he never slips. To which um, he touches her face and says, I may not slip, but I fall. Like that's his whatever. And Clary has to hold it together to keep the mood light. And I don't know why. I just, just the closeness and where they're at, I don't know. And she tells him that it's the worst. Like, that's got to be your worst line of all time. And uh, cocky McCockpants. Uh-huh. I don't know what else to call him. And he's like, he's like, who says it's a line? Um. Anyway, the boat rocks, which makes her put her hands on his chest to like settle herself and um like he sits up and tries to kiss her but she backs away thinking that again like she's like okay i have to remember this isn't my jace but her body doesn't know that so she's into it but she can't be into it and so she decides to get down next to him in Mm. the bottom of the boat like now she's also wet and they're just drifting in the water And Jace knows hmm. that they're drifting. Okay. Sorry, just a second. Mommy, guy, give me milk. <laughs> okay. Jace knows that they're, because she's just like they're drifting around. And Jace knows that they're drifting. This was all part of an elaborate plan that he wanted Clary to see something. And he looks up at, into the sky, mm. and it sounds like it might be a full moon, like the way that she's describing the night. And she, like, 
Clary, of course, follows suit and she's looking up also and she's like trying to wonder what they're supposed to be looking at. Like, why are you bringing me out here to the middle of a canal and a canal boat in the middle of the night when I'm really, really tired and now I'm wet? What are you doing? And then she hears this noise and I'm going to a rushing noise and I'm going to read the description Mm -hmm. because I think it's cool. And I am after you, one of you, I think it was Amanda saying you wanted to know more about the mermaids. I want a Uh shadow hunter universe book that is just in fairy and the main characters are fae. That's what I want. I yes. want that as like okay. an off, like a spinoff. Yes. I don't know. A novella. I, I want another 26 mm-hmm. hour long book, to be honest. But that's about fae, fairy and fae main characters. That's what I want. Okay, so here it is. The sky darkened and churned as figures rushed across it. She could barely make them out through the clouds in the distance, but they seemed to be men with long hair like cirrus clouds, riding horses whose hooves gleamed the color of blood. The sound of a hunting horn echoed across the night, and the stars shivered, and the night folded in on itself as the men vanished behind the moon. And Clary is like, what the heck was that? And Jace tells her it's the wild hunt. <laughs> he, he describe, in his words, they're a band of fairies who disdain the earthly courts, so they ride across the night sky pursuing an eternal hunt. And once a year, mortals can join them. But it's kind of like the Hotel California because you can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. I, I can't do that justice. I'm sorry. But imagine like the guitar riff now. Love it. And Clary asks why anyone would ever want to do that, Napoleon. And Jace rolls on top of her and connects their bodies together. And I will never forget when it's like their knees were touching. That's what's happening. <laughs> and answers her question by saying that there's something appealing about the idea of losing all your control. It's like Eminem. You got to lose yourself in the music the moment that you want it. Uh-huh. Yeah. In the music. And then Jace leans down and kisses her. And she, of course... Again, her, she's trying to have that internal struggle about it being, like, her Jace. But, alas, hormones win this round. So she reaches out for him, too, and they make out with wet clothes. Yet again, um, just one more time, they are wet. Cassie has a thing for wet clothes. I don't know. And they're in the bottom of a boat. And after an unknown amount of time, like, Clary says that she can't tell if it's been an hour or a minute or a couple seconds. She doesn't know. Um I'm sorry, your face would be sore. You would know. Jace tells her it's time to hit the old dusty trail because mm-hmm. the guy that owns the boat showed up and he's yelling at them from the shore and he's like pretty TO'd. How can he see them if they're in the bottom of the boat? He's like, I'm going to call the police. Like, your boat's just yeah. drifting. How do you know there's people in there, sir? I don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. I guess he saw that the line that was they cut. Were sleeping in the wet boat. I don't know. I guess. But that's how it is. Leave it to me, to something that was supposed to be romantic. This... This scene has always, like... This section of this book has always been just, like, my, like... What are we doing? Are we just passing time with pages? What are we doing? There's nothing happening. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Liter- yeah, the only thing that actually happened in this 
was Jordan and Maya got the thing for Luke. Right. I think that's it. And it's not... It's one thing to have a chapter where nothing really happens plot-wise, but there's a lot of character development. And I feel like all of our characters are regressing right now. Um, Uh No one's moving forward. Everybody's going backwards. And then, like, we're just... This is just drabble. Like, it's just people putzing around, living their life. Like, it's it's dumb. I want plot. Give me something Mm -hmm. exciting happening. Yes. Agreed. Anyway. Okay, I have to add really quickly. I found that character from the challenge that I was talking about, and his name oh, is yes. Sebastian Knoll. No, well, his name is Sebastian. Noel. So that if is... you guys are interested in looking, there he has fake characteristics, okay. in my opinion. I can't wait to open that. <laughs> okay, so make sure <sighs> Amanda's starting a rumor. <laughs> it's gonna be all over the internet tomorrow. And if he wins now, it's just going to be because of his fae magic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Called out yeah. Help for the elements. Okay. So make sure that you read chapter 11 for next week. Ascribe mm-hmm. all sin. For behind the scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Downworlder Dish Podcast. We'll see you next Bye. time. Bye. Bye.